0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open Open
1: Relationship. Relationship.
0: It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute.
1: It's no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique.
1: <laughs> and I'm Sydney.
0: And we are getting ready to get into it yet again today. And some would say, Daddy, how must we get into it?
1: Well, we must get into it by speaking about it. The subject that we were talking about was how do you express your opinion? And we got on that subject based upon uh the dialogue that Snoop initially had, and then the follow-up response that Brother Roland Martin gave to Snoop is what provoked this topic of discussion.
0: How do you express your opinion? Now, when I first saw when I first saw um, the post from Snoop, I got it. I wasn't offended. I didn't think it was a personal attack. I think it was a brother sharing his feelings and his opinion. But nowhere ever in what he was sharing did I hear Snoop personally attack anyone.
1: And for those who may not have heard anything in reference to it, let's just share with them what Snoop said to initiate the response from Roland Martin.
0: Okay, so— Here's what Snoop said. And y'all got to understand, these are our closet talks, because when I heard it late at night, I was like, Daddy, you got to hear this. So here's what Snoop said in reference to um, what everybody is up in arms with right now. This is what he started with. No disrespect, but I can't watch no motherfucking black movies where niggas get dogged out. 12 Years a Slave, Roots, Underground, I can't watch none of that shit. I'm sick of this shit. How the fuck they going to put Roots on on Memorial Day? They just going to keep beating that shit in our heads and how they did us, huh? I mean, I don't understand it, man. They just want to keep showing the abuse that we took hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But guess what? We're taking the same abuse. Think about that part. When y'all going to make a motherfucking series about the success that black folks was having, the only success we have is Roots and 12 Years a Slave and shit like that, huh? Fuck y'all. Oh, I was, I was like, okay then. I ain't watching that shit. I advise you motherfucking real niggas like myself, fuck them television shows. Let's create our own shit based on today, how we live and how we inspire people today. Black is what's real. Fuck that old shit. Now, those are Snoop's words.
1: And we got these from... Who's the source here?
0: Oh, this, this source right here is allhiphop.com. That That's is. where we got that from. Thank you, Daddy. No okay. worries. No give, worries. Him, give him this. That's it. But when I heard that and I saw that post on Facebook, I was like, wow, speak about it. Because I didn't think that he was saying anything that was untrue, and he was only saying his opinion. Mm-hmm. But then there was a follow-up, and then Roland Martin decided that he wanted to respond to what Snoop said, and here's Roland Martin's response. What did he say, Daddy?
1: And we got this from Mm Mediate.com. It looks as if they're paraphrasing it, but it says, why don't you stop smoking weed and actually bother to call Will Packer and Ava DuVernay or call Spike Lee or the countless African-Americans who are out there who are trying to make those films and are looking for folks like you who are going to put their money where their mouth is as opposed to money on some good weed? All I'm saying is this. We need all stories being told. And if any, and if more Americans can own up to the history of America, 390 years that we've been here and how brutal slavery was, we should see that. Because just like Jews say, never forget, Snoop, we will never forget. So now the ball is in your court. Let's see what you going to do for shizzle my nizzle. So that was paraphrased. Mm-hmm. of what he shared with Snoop in response.
0: Okay. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go first, okay, because this is how I felt about it, Daddy. Kick it. And say, so how do you express your opinion? Initially, when I heard Roland's response, I was like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? Why? It felt like there was a, a personal attack. It felt like... Roland took that as a Snoop called out Roland Martin and said, Roland Martin, because you're not doing this. And I almost got up in arms because I was expressing my goddamn opinion, like, why are you attacking this brother? And then once I talked to my daddy, it was, well, some of the things he was saying is valid. We don't ever need to forget it because that is a part of our history that we must always remember because it'll help us— move forward, I believe. But he said that it's all in the way we express ourselves. Because everything he said could have been said. But it's just all in the way that he delivered it. That if I were Snoop, and I'm not, but if I were, it would almost be a phone call to roll and say, Hey, brother, we got something going on? Because I understand you making your point. But now you addressing me smoking weed. You addressing why don't I stop doing this? And that's not about that. And it felt like it became us attacking us when I felt like all Snoop was saying and expressing his opinion was, can we tell some other stories? Can we just tell some other stories? Mm -hmm. Can we show a different kind of light about us? Yes, those stories did happen. But even with those slavery stories, there are other stories to be told. We weren't all submissive. We weren't all getting beat up. We didn't all bow our heads. We didn't all say, yes, sir. So I'm glad when the Nat Turner story does come out. So we just get a chance to see another story through somebody else's eyes. But for me, listening to him on his program, it felt like, why are we going against, why are we doing that? And if you felt that strongly about it, hey, brother, why don't you come on the show? So we can sit down and have an open and honest dialogue. But you went into his personal space, which I just felt like was unnecessary.
1: And there it is. Um, I looked at it as two individuals that had, um, I don't know how you can invalidate someone's opinion. So their opinion is valid by the fact that that was their honest opinion Mm -hmm. and what happens humbly and watching both sides, if you will, uh, the way you respond or the way you put something out there may potentially allow someone to respond to you in a certain way. Um, Snoop in our experiences, you know, and just, you know, growing up listening to hearing, I never heard him say that he was, Educated at Wharton School of Business, you know, some university. (laughs) I heard him say that he was raised by the streets. Mm -hmm. So there's a level of dialogue that a cat is cutting to the chase because the words in between don't necessarily express his feelings. And because the energy that he gives off, you almost have to, in my humble opinion look through what it is that, that they're saying because it's like, I want you to be with me on it. I it's am like, daddy. okay, it's like one of those things where the, um, the words in which he was using didn't allow it to fuse all of his thoughts together, I believe, in a way in which truly expressed it. He was expressing his frustration. And I'm sure that's dialogue that you have around the way, in the hood. Folks be saying, fuck that. I don't want to see that. But the reality is when he starts off by saying, what was the first thing he said?
0: I will mean no disrespect.
1: And when he started off by saying that, it's almost like I'm saying in the community, this is just how I feel right now. This is what I'm thinking. And when I listen to Roland there's a level of pride that he seems to have in considering himself to be a polished individual. You know, you talk about the ASCOT game, you know, the whole nine. So I look at it as being a situation where when you're a Roland Martin who constantly um, you see that his strides, you see the individuals he's rolled with from a standpoint of – And respects from a historic standpoint. The 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 gentlemen who walk with the Martin Luther Kings, the the Gregories, the lineage, the history. And when you're familiar with all of those things, you would then believe there's a level of empathy that you would have for your fellow brethren in the way in which he communicates, because if you've been in the struggle, you know what the struggle sounds like. And oftentimes it's articulated in frustration and not articulated with All of the things thought out. And when you feel yourself to be a knowledgeable individual, sometimes it's on you to respond in a way in which he could have shared the validity and the understanding of what Snoop meant. But at the same time, share with the community that the reason why it's imperative that you have these movies is because Their children today that when they see old videos of Michael Jackson, they think he's white.
0: Come on now.
1: So they don't know that he's an African-American man. And the further away from the years of his passing, the more inclined people are going to... If you're seeing the later Mike, you're not realizing that, you know, this man who lived to be, what, 50 years old or something like that, you're not going to realize that he started off a darker complected man until someone's gives you that history. Now, what about a history that spans 397 years and we're in a world in which they're already trying to keep that education away from us. So it's imperative that you tell the story. You can communicate that to our brother without being condescending Mm. because Snoop Dogg is one of the true ones because when he came on the Monique show at a time where there was some brothers that have called Monique up, and have said, we as a community got to stick together. And then I see them on talk shows like Jay Leno making fun of her and then don't come on the show. But Snoop is saying on the show, hey, I know all of y'all got y'all handlers out there, and I know all y'all black celebrities see uh, auntie on the Monique show. Y'all need to come on and pay her a visit. When you hear that, you kind of overlook not the details of what he's saying because I didn't I don't take Snoop to be necessarily a wordsmith in the sense of the details, but he's rapping about the feelings. Right. So it's a level of love that you have to give to your brethren in my humble opinion when you're a Roland Martin because we've had interactions with him when you did the interview with him. And we live in a world in which he was ridiculing you cause he heard he kept saying uh uh the word is people are say that you difficult to deal with and that you you know you talk tough and you say things that you shouldn't say to people and I'm paraphrasing but the the sentiment was how he comes across and then we went on break cuz we had to stop down cuz the on you know, tape only lasted 15 minutes and then he began to dig into his crew's ass in a manner in which don't get me wrong It could be frustrating to stop down every 15 minutes, but the way in which he communicated it, the way in which he communicated it was not indicative of the way in which he was asking questions of Monique for her being rumored to have communicated like that. And the one thing about it is I've been there. She will dig into that ass if you are trying <laughs> dig into it. She will dig into that ass if you are trying to play her to the left purposely. Mm-hmm. but if you're making a mistake, what she's not gonna do is chew you out in front of a group of people. So I just found it odd and this is not to because I can't get up here and as they say, go in on them and then speak about not going in. I want to speak about him with love and respect because that's what I have for him, even though there was a level of love and respect that I have seen him not extend to people that used to work with us while he's ridiculing Monique about how how she used to treat people. So when you see those dynamics, you begin to say, how do we communicate in an empathetic way to make our point? while at the same time not trying to tear the person down or, as they say, go all the way in. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play
2: it at play.it.
0: And this is why, y'all, I have to have my husband by my side because I have to not, as they say, go all the way in because as I'm watching Brother Roland. Being so, um, what's the word, Daddy?
1: Well, what he's being is what it feels like society may condition us to think we need to be. Yes. Which is individuals that aren't afraid to cut someone down as opposed to being able to articulate yourself in a way that lifts them up while you're still making your point.
0: And and I think that's what was, and y'all know this is my favorite word, that was was, what was disheartening for me to watch. Because as we watch that, and as the world watches it, because it comes on everywhere, it's like, time out. Did you think maybe that could have been a conversation? Older brother, wiser brother, as you would say to yourself, Mr. Martin, a more educated brother. Do you think that could have been a conversation where you called him up and said, hey, man, let's man you rap? Because what you said, it could be looked at as if we aren't getting no shows. So maybe we got to be, you know, how do we get from this show to that show to this show, but we have that kind of conversation. This right here almost felt like I'm trying to burn a bridge. I'm trying to make an enemy. And it's so much of that going on before we'll take out the time to say, hey, you know what, Tommy? I man, you need to have a conversation because something that you said It kind of caught me off, and I just want to know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Now, I have been guilty. I have been guilty of judging it before I actually knew what someone meant or what they were trying to say. So before he even took out the time to say, brother, exactly what is it that you're saying. And even as you said that and we watched it, it was even lighthearted in the end because then Snoop turned the camera around and was talking to I think his dog or somebody and said, you know what I'm saying, man.
1: And someone just said it seemed as if it was mean-spirited. Yes. And what happens is because when you talk about there was a line in, uh, what was it, with God, uh, Sydney, Party. Uh, Sydney, Party. Uh, Sydney Party and Bill Cosby was just looking at it this weekend when they went into the bar looking for little Seymour. He mm-hmm. said, my money's up in this place some place too. Come on. Okay. And it's one of those things where you look at it as, which was to say he has a stake in this thing too. And when we communicate about our brothers and sisters, it's like they got family too. They got kids too. They have loved ones too. So, to say things that are necessarily disparaging or potentially interesting or mean spirit or could be construed in that way, you got to think about how is this man appearing in front of, like, I'm not going to beef with somebody else's dad, you know, <laughs> if I can avoid that. Right. I'm not going to beef with you because, you know, I want to express my point and show you how wrong you are because you can't show someone how wrong they are by thinking that you're right and trying to tear them down. Because if you have all that ammunition, why not deliver it in a way that is decent, that is not mean-spirited? Because if you're brilliant enough to attack someone, and again, this is due to conditioning. We We are taught in school. We're taught in life. We're taught all the time information. Knowledge is power. But how often are we taught? What class did you go to? that not only did you extract the information, but then they taught you how to deliver that information Mm. so you could be humble in the message.
0: I didn't go to a class like that, baby. And I went to a bunch of schools, okay? (laughs) I I went to uh, uh, Woodmore Elementary, and then I went to Deer Park, and then I left there, and I went to Emerson, Ooh, and then I left there, and then I went to Randallstown. Then I left there, and I went to Milford Mill. Now, not at not one of them schools. Did I have a class called humility or a class called kindness or a class called communication to get along? I was never taught that. And something else I want to address before I, I lose the thought. Brother Roland, you were speaking about the weed, and he's wasting his money on the weed. Listen, let me say something to you. If you notice snoop is always a very pleasant person <laughs> i never heard him scream and holler okay so umbrella brother rolling from the way you went off on your show the other day you should call brother snoop and say uh, brother snoop oh can you tell me where you get some of the goodness from because i'm getting this dirt weed
1: and you know and it's what making me say? mad. and you know what <laughs> Snoop was saying. What are they gonna say, baby? For shizzle, my nizzle. Come
0: on, one six seven on the undercover. One eight
1: seven on the 1-8-7. undercover. I call that okay. shit one six seven. That's all
0: right. That's then. one
1: six seven. That's when you ain't. They ain't homicides. It's just.
0: But I think too, even with 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 this. What's a one six seven?
1: A 167 oh. is something that you created.
0: Okay. That's a A, a 167 number is, the lottery. I'm getting ready to do some shit, but I ain't gone all the way through with it yet. There it is. And then a the 187 is, they gone.
1: All the way.
0: What's an 86?
1: Listen, wait, wait a minute. that's that's something that we say outside of the police, that means I'm done with it.
0: Okay, <laughs> I know the number, shit. There it is. Shit, I didn't know. What was I saying? I don't know. This is what I'm saying, okay?
1: About Snoop and his... Uh, Again, his ability to acquire some herb for Brother Rowland.
0: Yeah, because I think that it would calm it down. I really do. I think that it would calm it down because like you're saying, Daddy, it's almost like we go out of our way to say, how nasty can I get? How low can I go? And right now what we're seeing, unfortunately, the nastier you are, the successful you may be. I need you to call her a bitch. I need you to be real ugly and nasty because that'll get you your own show. I need you to let people know you ain't got no problem going off and telling people what it is because that'll get your ratings up. But what it will get you in the very end is by your goddamn self. Mm-hmm. Because that right there, when you watch that, and I'll say this for other entertainers in the business, sometimes what we don't realize, and that's why when we did have the Monique show, we didn't play down talking nobody, mistreating anybody, because we had the mindset of if we mistreat you, you're going to walk away and go tell another entertainer, listen. That show ain't where it's
1: at. If you're mistreating someone else, you're mistreating yourself in return because there will be nothing positive that will come out of that. There are many individual who in life and it comes with the territory that will be construed and it will be told how terrible that they are only to find out that the person that you thought was the most terrible was the one that was trying to make some things happen for you. And when you hear that, intimacies and the um, specifics of what it was that they were being so terrible over, then you start to say, wow, well, I guess I would be terrible too. Cause I would have taken a stand on that. And then you'll hear about the people who are superstar producers, who are the best black producers in the <laughs> world. And then all of a sudden we find out that, you know what? Mm. The very individuals that they may do movies about, Somewhat, they're enslaved in a new millennial type of way. So, mm. you've got to find out what's what. Only the on, it, it it puts you in a position where ultimately you say it's best not to even judge. You want to think the best of the individual until it's revealed, because oftentimes there's so many people that are intimidated by the "in quotes" machine. Those individuals that are running it that they don't keep them honest. They don't keep them honest. And those individuals who seem all powerful, much like the Wizard of Oz, a lot of loud noise, a lot of big music. Well, with the whiz, you know what I mean? (laughs) And right. It was it was excessive with all of that. Then behind the closed doors and curtains, you Mm. see the vulnerabilities of individuals that are nothing more than human beings.
0: Today we're talking about it, y'all, how do you express your opinion? Do you express it with love? Do you express, express it with nastiness? Do you express it in a way that no one else's opinion matters? How do you express your opinion when you feel like you have something valid that needs to be said? And, you know, uh, Queen Cookie just put, a tongue has no bones but can break many spirits. Mm-hmm. Because it's what you say out of your mouth and the way that you say it. And again, and and, and I'm going to go back to it because it's on me. Brother Roland, what if that man's children was watching that show? And still what you said, in reference to we need to know about it and it's important, that's fine. But if his sons or his daughter was watching that show, it would almost be like, does this man have a problem with you? Because it got so different. And it's almost to say, hey, Roland, are you willing to have an open forum with this brother to come on the show so y'all can sit down? And will you be as tough then face-to-face because there was no need for the toughness? And it, was that an insecurity coming across?
1: And oftentimes with with individuals, again, even the one that did the attacking deserves a level of empathy cuz you don't know what it is that makes that person attack because again sometimes the tone in which you take even when you're taking it with rolling is a level of attack and sometimes you got to and sometimes <laughs> we got to chill the fuck out you know what i mean because yes. the reality of it is why is it that the people you had the biggest beefs with when they go or the relationship is over then there's all this sadness Ali would not have been Ali if it wasn't for George Foreman, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Joe Frazier. It's those battles. It's the the Jordan uh, wouldn't have been Jordan had he not slayed everybody. <laughs> but it's like the, the battles that you see are the things that make individuals great, the Cavs and, you know, Golden State. You hear about the rivalry, but people don't understand that that rivalry doesn't have to be unfriendly. It can be friendly. And in this situation, it need not be a rivalry because I believe in a weird way, Snoop is saying the same thing that had it been said differently, Roland could have been empathetic to. However, there's a level of responsibility when you – At least when I watch Roland, he comes across as believing he's a very, very intelligent man, as he should be, and I'm sure that he is. However, when you're that intelligent, there's a level of empathy that goes as a responsibility that comes with your intelligence and your brilliance to be empathetic to others who haven't been blessed to have the knowledge that you have. It's a lot of responsibility to be extremely bright, that people just take and say it's something that I have and I'm going to utilize it to ridicule others who are not up to snuff. But that's the reason why those same people, they uh, coil down when they meet others who they deem as more intelligent than them. And there's this intimidation. Whereas We're so dumb, we don't know to be intimidated by anybody. We're dummies. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. our belief is is, no matter how much you know, there is an infinite amount of information that you do not, will not, and cannot know.
0: You know, today um, when we were in the salon, Robin came in and gave us this great story on how you judge a situation before you really know the situation and you can be expressing yourself almost with a nasty attitude but not really knowing what it really is and didn't take the time out to even have the conversation. You want to share the story? Because it was so good. It was, I'll share, but you okay. want, it was so good. Just <laughs>
2: paraphrase
0: so, it. Well, yeah. share it because it was, it was such a great story, and we had just had the conversation earlier that morning on judging somebody about a situation and expressing how we would handle it and walked away with it like, yeah, we was, we was convicted in how we were going to handle the situation. And then you come in and share this story. Really? Yes. That's why me and Tommy start laughing because we had just had the conversation. We, okay, so the conversation we had was our sister goes running, right? <clears throat> and she runs past this woman every day. And every time she runs past, she just goes, hello. She said, and the woman looks at her with her nose turned down like, hmm. <laughs> and she runs past her. And she was like, I do it every day. So the white was like, listen, you got one time not to speak to me and I'm done. I said, Well, I'ma go running with you the next time. Yeah. And if she runs past her and don't speak, I'ma chase her and say, excuse me, but my sister's speaking to you. Why aren't you speaking? Okay. So of course my sister says, at first she says, you know, well, you know what? I'm going to keep speaking to her. Till one day she's gonna speak back. And then I said, put your wings away. Because I can see them. Like, put your wings away. And then she said, oh, but if, then she wanted to tell another story, like, somebody got me wrong and I had to let them know. But from that story where this woman is not speaking, then you come in and tell that story. So please share the story.
2: Okay, so there was this um, guy who worked for another gentleman and um, he, wor- he would speak to the gentleman every single day, but the gentleman would never reply back. He would never speak and just keep going as if he wasn't speaking at all. And um, the person that he worked for, the man who never spoke, um, saw him going through some dumpsters or trash cans to get leftover food to take home to his family. So the next day when the employee came back to work, there was a bag of groceries there for him. And every day after that, there was a bag of groceries that he would take home to his family. And no one claimed to be giving him this um, this package. And he didn't inquire about it. But um, his boss passed away. And the packages stopped. And he never put the two and two together to think that it was his boss that was actually leaving this package for him, these, these groceries. So he went to the boss's wife and said, um, listen, I'm going to need a raise. And she was like, well, you've been here for two years. Why didn't you ask for a raise before? And she, he explained the situation. Well, somebody was leaving me these packages, and it was helping out with my family. So I, I didn't have the extra money, but I didn't need it because I was getting this help. And she said, oh, so you were the seventh person that he was helping. And... Um, He had no idea that it was his boss. So in return, the boss's son began to um, help him. But instead of just leaving the packages at his workplace anonymously, he went to his front door. And he would knock on the door and give him the package. And as he turned to walk away, the employee says, thank you. And the gentleman keeps walking. So he yells really loud, thank you. And he turns around and says, "Oh, I suffer the same hearing problem my father had." So the 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 boss never heard him saying hello, never heard him, you know, say anything to him. He just felt like he was being rude, but he couldn't mm-hmm. hear him. And mm-hmm. until the son turned around and said, "Well, you know, I I suffered the same issue as my dad." So, it, it, you know, it just went on to say, "We don't ever know what." Uh, someone's dealing with or, you know, what the situation may be. Uh
0: And you know what I took for that from that? Be careful in how you express your opinion because you may not know what you're speaking on. And I think oftentimes when we do that, that's when these type of situations take place. Uh That's when you have this almost outburst of what you think somebody said or what you think they meant before you actually say, let me really try to understand where you're coming from. You know, maybe that woman is that runs with my sister. Maybe she's deaf.
2: <laughs> or doesn't understand
0: English. But I said, well, she said I wave and speak. Okay.
2: So, now
0: if you see me waving this hand, maybe she's blind and deaf. And she just knows the running route. <laughs>
2: but, but, but still, she may be afraid. Like, if I don't say anything, you know, she may be afraid. And if she doesn't speak English. So, sometimes, you know, if you speak to someone, speaking can lead to a conversation. You know, and if she don't know what to say next, you
1: know, you just never know. Well, not only that. We're going to find out, though. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go run with her. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, it, it's one of those things where when you were speaking, though you're looking for a response, if you're speaking to be polite, you can live without it if they choose not to give Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because, again, The most difficult thing sometimes in this life based upon the way we're wired is to not get confirmation from others but to get confirmation from yourself Mm -hmm. where you're saying, I'm comfortable speaking to her because it's the right thing despite the fact of how it appears she's not responding back. And perhaps by doing the right thing, it may be the universe's way of testing you Mm -hmm. to see how diligent you are and what you believe in versus reaping the rewards of a response mm-hmm. and the man in which you so choose to see fit. And your response was you were going to keep speaking anyway or something to that degree?
0: Yeah, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep speaking until mm-hmm. she speaks back.
1: Right. I mean, that's a, a prime example. It's like you... Tommy look, looking like it wasn't you,
0: me. No. <laughs> 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 right. Like, that bitch got one time. Right. Now to speak I'm to me I'm chasing it. her. <laughs> right.
1: It's like... It's like You know, but when you are that person, when you're that person who can say, you know, (laughs) I'm cool with speaking just because I'm not going to walk by you and not do it. It's your being the bigger person. And what type of rewards do you reap from being that sometimes walking away? Because it also allows you to learn how to not be looking for. That gift of the response you want, whatever it is, because the gift was that you were given the spirit to give them the, the response that you gave them. And sometimes that's all you get.
0: <laughs>
1: and when you look at it that way, anything you get more than that, you look at it as extra. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports,
2: tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And you know what,
0: To because somebody uh, said some conversations should not be had publicly. And I agree with that. Because I know that oftentimes when we go into the schools and they'll say, oh, we want to bring the press. And it's like, this is not for the press. Mm-hmm. This is just for us mm-hmm. and them. This is just because some things may be said that you say, oh, I don't believe you said that. Well, that's why it wasn't for everybody to hear. It was just for us that was right there. Mm-hmm. So even if sometimes you need to express yourself, it's almost like you can say the same thing, but that's between me and you. You know what I'm saying? It's a, and even if what I'm saying to you, what you're saying to me is not favorable, it's still between me and you. So that way, when we go outside of the store, we are a united front. We stand together, even though behind that door, we just had a knockdown drag out. But once we step out, we stand together. And I think the problem is, and even with this situation here, not a situation, just with the conversations, it looks again like we're not unified.
1: We're not standing together. Well, we're we're not unified, but it's not that African-Americans aren't unified. It's the the world we live in is not unified. I mean, we, we live in a world in which we say we're the greatest country in the world, but then... You'll hear people on the news, they're ridiculing the people of Baltimore because there was a frenzy. They'll ridicule uh, Detroit because of the finances, Um, and they're going going to make things a class issue. Well, now New Jersey's not as good as New York, Mm. and these are the people that you said America was the greatest country in the world, but as we break them down into classes, the blacks are this way, the Latins are this way, the whites are this way, it then doesn't, uh, being from America seems not to have any merit anymore because it once was the greatest country in the world. Is it the greatest country in the world because of the geographical uh, platform that we live on, the dirt that we walk on, or is it because of the individuals that walk through and over that said ground? So whatever the false accusation of it being the greatest because it's, this is let's make it the greatest world we can possibly have, but just keep saying we're the greatest country, but we treat each other like shit. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like we're the greatest when you have places where people can go and their, their medical is taken care of, and they're not getting turned away from a hospital because they don't have insurance. That sounds a little bit more of a decent environment than people that if you don't have money, if you don't have cachet, now you have no relevance. You can't tell the difference between a rich man and a poor man when they're laying on the slab dead. Take off all their clothes, you tell me which one is rich. Now you might look under their nails, you might look at their teeth and say, well this has got to be the rich man because he's got a manicure and his teeth are right and you're wrong. It was a dirty ass rich man who didn't brush his teeth <laughs> and didn't get manicures. Ow! <laughs> so you can't tell. So and a very well groomed
0: homeless and
1: man. A, and a very well groomed man that may not have had, may not have been rich, but took care of himself. Mm-hmm. So it's at the end of the day when we remember that in real time. That's the hard part because there are people out there hear that are here that say, "Oh, nigga, if you don't stop that old bullshit." That old Gandhi, that old we shell over, that old love peace. Light a candle for a motherfucker <laughs> if you don't stop that punk shit. No, I, yeah, there, there's people out there that be like, cause you know, there're men that you know that you've heard me having conversations with There's some tough dudes, and then you hear him say sometimes, sometimes I get on away from our my- brother just need a hug, but. Is unable to say so mm. because we are in a society where we gotta stay tough. So when you see a Roland Martin come off in the way that he comes off, we've been groomed in this society to come off tough as opposed to coming off thoughtfully, oh. respectfully to one another. And again, I don't believe Roland Martin is a bad dude. I, it's hard for me to buy into individuals just being bad as much as it is individuals making bad choices.
0: Okay, now you see the face that you have right now, Tommy? So I get this, y'all get it on Mondays. I can remember my husband saying to me one time, and this was some years ago, and I was going, listen, some shit had gone down, and I was like, they mm, evil. <laughs> <laughs> they are bad. He said, no, they are no bad people. They just do bad things. But I don't believe that people are born bad. They just do bad things. And trying to wrap my mind around that still, still, because I done ran across some that I'm like, listen, okay, they did some bad shit because they're a bad person. And he's like, "Mm mm-mm, because if you got them by themselves and you had a real conversation, and what I enjoy is— Or
1: if they're mentally ill, you can't—when I hear somebody talking about a Jeffrey Dahmer— it's like what he did was bad, and I can understand why people say he was a bad dude. But that person is mentally ill. Yeah, that person is wired in a way that is. When you hear pe- about people that are taking other individuals' monies with no conscience, mm-hmm. is it that they're bad, or is it they're wired in the wrong? Like, but he knows what he's doing. He was able to plot, plan, and up. But they don't have a conscience to check them. Their ego is not checking them and saying, you know, there's some ramifications to this long term. You know, you can go to jail. Somebody might kill you. Somebody, You start saying, well, wait a minute. There is something wrong, but it doesn't necessarily. To say they're bad is the easy way out, you know, as opposed to saying the choices that they made were bad choices. Because if you talk to Jeffrey Dahmer's parents, they're going to tell you about the stories about when he was kind to a cat. Before he start killing them. They, yeah. Yeah. They're going to tell <laughs> you, okay? I, I was like, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Okay, this took a turn. Yeah. Uh, Before they start killing them. But that's just the, my humble naivete.
0: You know, I am lucky and grateful and, and blessed and all those things because I get to see it behind closed doors. I get to be with it when no one's watching. I get to be right there when there's nobody to applaud or say good point no nothing because it's just who he is. And I've been there and I've witnessed him have conversations with some of the most powerful people in the world, whatever the fuck that means. Mm -hmm. I've watched it. And I've watched them come off like I am the fucking almighty. Do you know who you're talking to? And by the end of that conversation, I've watched it, I've witnessed it when they're saying, I want to thank you for talking to me because I never even thought about it that way because no one was ever courageous enough to tell your almighty ass that you're out of line, that you're wrong, that you're out of order. And I witnessed it the day that that brother said because it was a heated... It wasn't heated for Sydney. It was heated on the other end and going and back and forth. And and the whole time they were talking, Sydney was like, brother, I hear you, but let's really think about what you're saying. Until he finally broke and said, hey, man, listen, sometimes I just need a hug. Oh, is it giving me chill bumps right now? And it made me love this person forever because he was courageous enough to say in the moment, not we going to hang up, not I got to think about it in the moment. He said, I just need a hug. Which endeared that cat to us forever, and not one time did Sidney get offended, did he get bent out of shape? And I keep witnessing it, like I keep witnessing it, even with these these so-called business calls and the executives, and they're this and they're that, and then you get on the phone with these people, and they're afraid to talk. They have such an opinion in the email. They express themselves so. So strong and powerful and mighty. And then the moment you get into the face-to-face and the moment you say, now it's me and you, it seems to disappear. That's why when you hear our brother Roland speaking so strongly, okay, brother, sit down with the brother and the same conversation and now have it publicly. Now have that same, uh, passion you had. Why can't we have those same conversations? We watched a, uh, um, Conversation on CNN. Don Lemon. On Don Lemon. And there was two guys on there, and one was an ex Navy SEAL, and one vet, and the other one was ex vet, and one was pro Trump, and one was not Trump at all. But to watch the conversation, it was a very respectful conversation, though they did not agree at all. And the man that was not for Trump, he was busting a man that was for Trump's ass, just mm-hmm. busting his ass just because the Navy ex-Navy SEAL guy was saying they were talking about war. And he and the, the ex-Vet was saying, so you're telling me that you okay with killing innocent people, women, children that have nothing to do with this, And the ex-Navy SEAL that was for Trump He he wasn't
1: a SEAL. He was just in in the Navy. Oh,
0: I thought—oh, ex-Navy person. And he said, well, in war, that's what you got to do sometime. The other guy had to say nothing else because now we can see you. So what you're saying is, does it go the other way? Is it okay for your wife and your children to be blown up and they have nothing to do with that? Are you saying? Because that's a part of war. So when it's on your end, is it okay? But just watching that conversation, was was it was beautiful. Because though they disagree.
1: Disagree. I mean, they weren't being disagreeable with one another. And it was a mutual respect because each one knew that the other one had immersed themselves in their position in a way that they were able to... Uh, address one another's questions um, without the typical avoidance of it. He just straight out said, it's going to be like that sometimes. And the other man is just saying, but you're talking about building walls. You're talking about blocking people out. And the other man's position is, we are talking about that, but we got to look at the greater good of what he's trying to say and so forth and so on. And again, whatever side you're on is whatever side you're on. But it was nice to see Two individuals have a conversation that in the hands of amateurs, the hands of people who are hot-headed, the the hands of individuals who don't need you to be on their side, it would have been an argument. And sometimes when we're arguing, not from a clinical st- st- uh, standpoint of an argument from a debate, but an argument like from around the way type of argument— it's as if we're arguing to try to bring someone over to our side to make our point as opposed to sharing that with them. These are the reasons why I believe what it is that I believe. I don't know if you can share something with me to negate that, and I don't know if what I'm going to share with you is going to negate your feelings, but this is how I feel. And to be able to share it and then walk away from it, it's, again, speaking to if you come to my side, beautiful, or come to the way I think, beautiful. But I don't necessarily know that I'm right, per se. It's a feeling that I obviously believe because I'm communicating, but there have been times where someone communicates a little bit longer, and now I understand I may have misunderstood what they were saying all along. But you have to be a better listener. And again, the old saying of it's better to understand than to be understood, If you understand, if you understand, you can walk away from the situation and be unscathed. If they understand, but you don't understand, you might not understand what's about to come your way. So it makes sense that it's more important sometimes for us to understand when you understood or understand where Brother Snoop was coming from. But you understand where Brother Roland is coming from. But you may tap them both and say it's a way in which to communicate it. However, especially Brother Roland, because of how highly you think of yourself. And I don't say that to be funny. I say that because he will tell you in a heartbeat in so many words how highly he's in his life proven to himself why he obviously feels that. He shouldn't feel lowly about himself. But sometimes when you are where you believe yourself to be, be kind enough to speak to others who haven't ascended to the heights that you believe yourself to have ascended to and be able to speak to them in a way so that perhaps one day they can make that ascension along with you. We're talking about it, y'all. How do you
0: express your opinion? Tell a friend, tell another friend. Go to play.it and click on Monique and Sidney's Open Relationship to get what I believe is, is great conversation. You know, someone... um tweeted out, quite a few tweeted out, and they said, you know, when I listen to this podcast, I feel like I'm talking with my friends. I just feel like I'm right there talking with my friends because that's what this is. You know, that's that's truly what it is, and it's uncut, unedited. It's what it is.
1: And we regular folk, just is saying to you, listen, we don't have all the answers, but take the best, leave the rest. You know what works for you, and be unafraid to do things that make you feel good inside despite the fact that somebody will say, you look like you was weak because you wasn't arguing back. You can't let nobody punk you, yo. It's like, what? But you went straight to Baltimore. I got to go. That's where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> That's the words that I've heard people use when I was growing up. Like, but to be in a position where you're saying, listen, I'm too old to run, but I much prefer to work the situation out mm-hmm. because I don't know about you, but I got people at home that love me. And you may be that person that can end that for me and or vice versa. However it works, let's deal with this amicably so no one gets hurt. You know what I mean? Verbally, intellectually. Why why not? Like why at some point our spiritual technology is gonna catch up with the technology we use for computers mm. where we start saying there should be non lethal wars you want to battle with somebody, wasn't the Olympics derived from people as opposed to gladiator sports to being able to to use their physical prowess in a different way that would prove who was the greatest? Why not go back to there? Now, somebody say, that's some old punk shit. You got to fight it out. I guarantee you it's going to save you a lot of money on weaponry.
0: And a lot of lives.
1: A lot of lives. You know what I mean? The trillions of dollars that are spent from not only what's on the overt budget, but the black budget towards war. We're always trying to uh, uh, be better at war so we can uh, uh, beat the people here that share earth with us so that when we drop a bomb on them, now we've destroyed a region of the world that we needed to allow us to prosper in the way we once did and the people who you kill trust me some of those individuals they live in this population Mm. so now you've destroyed their family but they say yeah we're americans but we're originally from india come on we're originally from uh the middle east we're originally from you know places where we're having battles as opposed to saying what are we fighting for A land that's not ours. We were gifted it and we are visitors here on this planet. Visitors. We talk about aliens that come. We the ones visiting Mm.
0: because
1: everybody that you meet, they just passing through. And if we act like we visitors as opposed to landowners or earth owners, then you want to preserve the place in which you're visiting a little bit differently than when it's your house. When it's your house, nigga come walking in there, et cetera, then what's going to happen? Bam! Kick him in the chin so hard, it teeth for click. <laughs> Bernie Mac. <laughs> kick him so hard, and the chin, is teeth for click. That's what they're saying. Voice going out. But when you're going to, but when you are... But when you go into somebody else's home, I'm not funny with you. How do you act? How you suppose act when you go to somebody else's home? You got some sense. I you got some sense. You're a visitor. You respectful of it. You you act in a different way. You want to preserve the place in a manner so that it looks the way it did, if not better, when you came and it looks that way when you leave. And that's the same way we should be with people. If they look a certain way when you met them, they shouldn't look differently unless it's better because you done had to whoop their asses what? or they done had to whoop your ass. <laughs> Leave it preserved the way you found it. Wait. Someone help ye.
0: But this is the funny shit. Tell me. You'll hear Robin's voice in the distance, what? <laughs>
1: huh?
0: <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> what?
1: Right. Well, you know I don't have no damn sense. So sometimes I'll be going different places now.
0: Hey, baby, about you know I try to go right there with you. You they go. Do go all the
2: way left sometimes.
0: I go to the left
1: like this. The Skrr.
2: point is made. Yes. The, the point is made. I mean, we received the point, but it's like, well, how did we get on that street? Listen, mm-hmm. let me tell you
1: that's something. That's how I'm wide. That's
0: why you got to listen. And I have learned that being with this man, God damn it, because we can, be, we can start on 5th. He's going to take a turn. We're going to wind up on 75th, but he's going to come back to 5th. And I'm like, how in the hell? Did, but it makes sense. I'm like, how did
2: you go from there to there?
0: I wasn't expecting that. He's like, I had to tie it all together to make it make sense. And it actually does when you listen. Mm-hmm. And I think to bring it home, when we say, how do you express your opinion? I think for me personally, I can begin to express my opinion better. If I allow myself to listen all the way through to what the situation is, then I can fairly express my opinion, even if it makes a goddamn difference. Sometimes your opinion ain't even needed. People don't give a fuck about your opinion. Keep Mm. your opinion to your goddamn self. But if they want to know it, then I'm learning to listen all the way through before you start expressing what you think it is that you know. And that can be challenging.
1: And when you know what it is that you're expressing, express it like you know that person has feelings. Mm. Don't talk to them like they trash, like you don't know it. <laughs> you, you, you don't. How could you not know this dummy? And allow enough questions to be asked of you, and you will fall into a slew of questions that you do not know because of how much information is out there. And you have information that is given to us by people who we have no way of fact-checking it, but we begin to expound it as if it's true, only to find out they've just explored it more than we have. And really, they were wrong all along, come to find out. As the prime example I say, for years, Pluto was the coldest, furthest planet out uh, uh, out of the solar system. Now they call it a white door. I now. Did you hear? What? Pluto's not a planet. It's a white dwarf.
0: Well, what well white if you
1: dwarf? ask Pluto that, what do you think Pluto, if Pluto could talk, do you think Pluto would say, like, I knew that. Like, y'all just telling people shit about me. Like, y'all spreading rumors about what I am. Like, but, but because we don't survey the skies, now it's put in the books. And this is the reality of the situation. No different than when Copernicus believed that, the earth was the center of everything until Galileo had to say, I'm going to risk getting fucked up for saying this is Gallo, Leo, okay? See, I <laughs> well, used they to call Gallo, Gallo for sure. Gallo, they called him Gallo for sure <laughs> around the way, okay? <laughs> what would they and say? they said Gallo was like, Yo, I was checking out the telescope the other night, I mean, right? Come on. I was checking it out, and like, yo, for real, I don't believe that we the center of the universe. I noticed we seem to be over around the sun and shit. Now, they was like, Gallo, check this out. <laughs> I can't. If I'm you, homie, I'm going to keep that shit to myself because, you know, <laughs> niggas <laughs> get fucked up. That's what he called. Around here talking about that shit, and you know how Copernicus is in with the church.
2: Well, what they call Copernicus for
1: short. They Copernicus call them cold They call Copernicus Co. Or Okay? Okay. Did yeah. You go give him yeah. Call, no, just pern. C Dub is what they call Copernicus out this. So at the end of the day, for years, people have been saying this is what it is. This is what it is. Only to find out that's not what it is. But in the midst of all of coming to find out what it is, how do you respond and how do you interact with one another? Are you disagreeable because you don't believe in what I say? Or are we speaking amicably because we're just exchanging ideas? So it's as if to say, through this, how should you express your opinion? I can't tell people how to. However, for me, it's been best when I've expressed it in a way in which I realize I'm just exchanging ideas as opposed to I'm right.
0: That's it. And do you express your opinion maturely?
1: That's another topic. But
0: that's another topic on another day. But that spirit just hit me. That is, It came in my throat, which made me push
1: it out of my mouth. That is what we get ready to do now.
0: What we get ready to do is wrap it up. But I want to let y'all know um, when, when this airs, it won't be that date yet. So June the 10th and the 11th. If you are in Tampa, Florida, I will be at the improv June 24th and 25th. If you are in Chicago, I will be at the Chicago improv. So y'all come on out and let's get our tickle. On baby. Tifa click. Okay. Um, Bernie you on you today, huh? On me. I love
1: it. I love Cause it. Cause what would what, what would Bernie say tomorrow? Roland, you better stop that shit <laughs> up there talking about people. Kick you so hard, your goddamn Tifa click okay just was on me, baby. <laughs> you know
0: what he just said, "And nigga, looking at me like I'm short." Right. Give me the money,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, baby, we love y'all so very much, and thank you so much for listening. As we always say, tell a friend, and tell another friend, and then tell another friend. So tune in every week at Play It to listen to Monique and Sidney's Open Relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute.
1: It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,